The Patriots are humbled by the Bills in Foxborough and dropped to 512 games into the year. This, while the Celtics and Bruins are the best in the NBA and NHL, respectively. I'm Chris Ryan. This is the Press Pass. So the New England Patriots are 6-6 six and six on the season. There's high hopes going into the game against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo have been down a little bit this year. No Von Miller on the defensive side of things. The Bills' key acquisition in the offseason. And what was Josh Allen's elbow going to be like in this game? But pretty much from the go, it seemed like this was not going to be the Patriots' night. There were penalties. There was a fumbled snap in third and one in the first series of the game. Patriots would score on the next drive and actually take a 7-3 lead, but that would be it for the Patriots leading this contest. Couldn't get enough key stops or get the Bills off the field quick enough And again, this just did not look like a Bill Belichick coach team. Too many mistakes, no fortune, no breaks. Towards the end of the half, Patriots attempt a 46-yard field goal, and Nick Folk has the kick bounce up in the air off of the stanchion and out. And that kind of summed up the night for the Patriots. And I think folks have been very patient with this offense to a large degree, and obviously there have been moments here and there. Bailey Zappi showed uh, very well for a couple games. There was a demand for him to play. But overall, I think people have been pretty patient with this Patriots team. But patience is certainly running out, particularly after this performance in which the Patriots struggled to move the ball. Their play calling was not very dynamic. Their execution was poor. And a lot of the focus on, obviously, Mac Jones, the quarterback, and also Matt Patricia, who was the play caller for this offense. And there was a heated moment on the sidelines in which Mac Jones was yelling at Matt Patricia, wanting the Patriots to move away from the run and throw the ball down the field a little bit more. Post game after the Patriots' 24-10 loss to the Bills, which improved Buffalo to 9-3 on the year and dropped the Patriots to 6-6, six six. this is what Mac Jones had to say about that. Obviously, just kind of let my emotions get to me, but, um, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which was working, but I felt like we needed chunk plays, and, um, you know, I shouted that out to kind of get everyone going and that's emotional that's football I'm passionate about this game and um, obviously you don't want to get your emotions let you know get the best of you but um, yeah I think that's that's pretty much it like it wasn't directed at anybody just emotion coming out and we kind of needed a spark so um, when you're playing from behind against a really good team and a good offense you need to go out there and make better plays and and that starts with me so um, definitely wasn't good enough by me tonight and um, all you can do is watch the tape and see where we can get better but playing catch-up's hard Um, we didn't want to do that all game and um, I didn't do a good enough job getting ahead early and um, making it work so a tough one but hats off to the Bills for playing a good game. Another interesting comment from Mac Jones post-game availability was about him wanting to be coached harder Uh, this is what he had to say about that. Um, It starts with me and I think I I want to be coached harder. I want to be um, a better player. And the coaches have given us everything they've got, and they've done everything to put us in position to win. Um, but I want to hold everybody accountable, including myself. So um, I think that's, you know, it's tough, right? You get called out a little bit, or you have to admit that you didn't do your job. I mean, that's part of the game, and a lot of that blame falls on me. I didn't do my best tonight. I think a lot of other guys play with a lot of good effort. We play with effort. I played with effort. I'm going to give it everything I got every week no matter what, so um, I'll go until the wheels fall off. But got to be better, just executing plays 
Um, they're putting us in a good position. We just got to go out there and do it together, and, and that starts in practice. It's, hey, I didn't do this right. You know, call me out for it. Tell me that I'm wrong. And if you're a good leader, you can accept that, um, and you can, you can look at the other guy and say the same thing to him that he says to you. So the best players in, in the world at any sport, they have that accountability with their teammates, and um, that's something that we need to have that's better. It's, obviously, the coaches are a big part of it, but it really starts with the players, and clearly I haven't done a good enough job of, of doing my part in that. That's a topic I brought up with Patriots head coach Bill Belichick on Friday in his Zoom. Morning, Bill. Um, Mac, in his availability, said that um, he wanted to be coached harder, and um, he put blame on himself for not being perhaps as hard as he could be on his teammates. What do you uh, take from those remarks? Well, you know, Mac's a very competitive guy. Um, you know, love his attitude, love his love his passion for the game. Um, he works as hard as anybody, and and we'll. Um, you know, as we move forward, try to, you know, work to find ways to uh, be more efficient, be more productive, you know, in every area. So that's coaching, playing, um, you know, interaction with teammate, etc. <laughs> so as you look at the offense at this point, you know, it seems like, as you've referenced, there's not, like, one particular area that needs to be improved. It's different things leading to different problems in different areas. How do you try to go about fixing this and what's your you know, focus on that? Yeah, I don't think that's exactly what I said, but look, the bottom line is we need to just keep working to improve it and every week. You know, this week will be different. Arizona's a different defense than Buffalo. Buffalo's a different defense than Minnesota. Minnesota's a different defense than the Jets. Um, so it's just not as simple as, you know, working against, um, you know, improving your time in a mile run. I mean, that's not what this is. This is about competing against another team. And so we'll see what all that entails as we get into Arizona. But we need to continue to, to work to do things better on our end. Um, and then as it relates to our specific opponent, then – match them up and, and do them well against that opponent. So that's that's really the process. <laughs> Thanks. Seems like the best form of the Patriots offense is Ramondre Stevenson kind of dragging people across the field, making one-handed catches. He's obviously the Patriots' best offensive weapon, but it seems like he's kind of trying to do things alone. I talked with Ramondre about where things were at after this Patriots loss. Andre, obviously a quiet locker room. Just kind of what's your sense as to where things are at for the team following a game like this? Well, we're not we're not happy or nothing. We we lost, so I feel like that's why it's silent in there. Uh, and we all just know we need to play better. And, you know, we got we get to play them again. That's the good thing. So we've got to be better next time. Also checked in the Patriots, Matthew Judon, the NFL sack leader. Six and six coming out of this game against an elite team. What is your upshot as to you know who this team is and what you guys have to do to get better moving forward? Uh, shoot, we it's it's not over yet. It's not over yet, right? We uh, we six and six. We got uh, more games to play, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out there and uh, we're gonna play. We got to put this one behind us. We see this team again. Uh, uh, we got to play this team again, and uh, we got, we got two more division games. So. You just, it's as hard as as hard as this is. We got uh, 
some tough games ahead of us. We got a little West Coast trip coming up. We have to, uh, we have to focus and we have to come back and we, we got to be ready. We got to be ready. Let's go to the locker room now and start with Jonathan Jones, who was matched up with Stefan Diggs for most of the night. Diggs beat him for a touchdown and had some pretty consistent success against Jones in this game. He was kept under 100 yards receiving, but uh, if big catches were needed, it seemed like Diggs was able to get them. What's your evaluation of the defense coming out of this game? I mean, we got to get back to the film, you know, see it on film, break it down, see where we went wrong. So I really couldn't, you know, give you a true answer right now. How tough of a matchup is, is Diggs? Uh, he's one of the best. You know, every week in and week out, he's one of the best receivers, you know, in the league. How difficult also to deal with Allen when he's able to extend the play like that, improvise, and obviously it's difficult to stay with elite receivers, period. But if he's obviously improvising, it's even more difficult. I mean, they're a great combo, you know what I mean? Um, Allen runs around, you know, he's able to break tackles, extend plays, um, and Diggs is a great competitor. He's going to find a way to get open. Also talked with one of the Patriots' offensive leaders, Jawan Bentley, inside the Patriots' locker room. Juan, just how do you feel about the defense coming out of this one? Do you guys feel like you did enough to put the team in a position to win? Um, I feel like there's definitely some things we could have did better. Um, at the end of the day, we didn't get the win. I don't really do the more victory thing, so just got to see what things that we can correct and just kind of move forward. You look at the stats, it seemed like first down was where they had a lot of success in this game, getting over five yards, a number of occasions, putting them in third and short situations. Is that you know, how you saw? Did they win this game on you know, first down, whether it was with the run or pass? Uh, I would say we just got to do a better job of getting off the field, um, whether that be stopping them on first down or getting off the field on third down. We just got to find a way to get it done. Um, and they just they made plays today, so kudos to them. Uh, we just got to go back and look at it and see what things we could get better at. Obviously, two elite offenses back to back here for this defense. Mm-hmm. What about particularly with Buffalo makes them an elite offense? Uh, well, they got dynamic players all across the board, uh, along with a dynamic quarterback, and they know how to use them um, as far as like the run pass option, uh, things like that. So they they do a good job of drawing up different uh, scheme plays. So. Yeah, that's my answer to that. Six and six, obviously not where the group wants to be. Still a lot of schedule left. Playoffs are in front of you guys, potentially. How do you change things in order to get to where you want to be, develop a little more consistency throughout the uh, the group in all three phases? Oh, you got to just embrace the process. It's a process. Obviously, uh, things didn't go how we wanted them to go today, but at the end of the day, we got to come back and correct it, and we got more games to play. Everything's out in front of us. We just got to make sure we get it done. Final thing, I want to ask you about this year for you because it feels like it's been kind of a breakout season in terms of developing a leadership role and also in the way you've played. How have you felt about this year personally as kind of a, a step forward? Uh, well, I really talk about myself too often, but um, obviously I'm always say, I'm my own worst critic, so I'm always saying there's a lot of things I could be better at. Um, obviously, I just constantly want to make strides and be better than I was the, f- the previous day. So that's, that's my only focus is being better than I was. So obviously a very quiet locker room on the Patriots side of things as they try to figure out where to go from here at 6-6 six and six on the season. More on that in just a little bit. But the Buffalo Bills are proving once again that they're an elite team. They're 9-3 and three on the season in contention for the division title along with the Miami Dolphins. And the Bills have now beaten the Patriots three straight times, including last year's postseason. They've done so in a pretty convincing fashion. I talked with the Bills running back Devin Singletary. Singletary scored the final Bills touchdown as they beat the Patriots 24-10. to 
Why do you think you've had the type of success as a group you guys have had against the Patriots last three games? What stands out? Yeah, um, I would say a big part is it about uh, of it is our preparation. Just just the way we prepare, because um, we know those guys are, are disciplined. They're gonna play hard, and, and it's always tough. So the biggest part was the preparation for sure. And winning this game, obviously, this is, Patriots looking to do something, looking to move up in the standings. What do you think that type of message that sent to them about where you guys are and who you are in this division? Um, you know, <laughs> just got to keep going. Like it, it's not going to be easy. This division is tough. I think that's the biggest, the biggest message that, and, and we know that because we already took two losses in the division. So it just shows that this division is tough. How special is this offense with the, the diversity, the number of guys that can run the football like yourself, passing game, Josh extending plays? Like it feels like you guys are never out of a game and you're always kind of in control. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> I know it makes uh, Coach Dorsey's life easy, um, but for us it, it's fun. You know, it's, we, we love that. We love that. Like, like you said, you, you can't just pinpoint one person because we all can do so much. So it, it just makes it fun. What's it like having Josh be able to extend the play the way that he does? Like you, you obviously you're an option for him a lot of the time, and you're but you don't know what he's going to do. Like he could flip the ball underhand, he could do jump shot. Like, what's it like for you playing with him? Yeah, man, it's it's fun, and then for us, it's it's just stay alive because we know we got 17, and he's very special, and uh, just stay alive because at any time anything can happen. That's the Patriots with 10 days now in between this game and the Arizona Cardinals game, and. We've been waiting all year for this offense to get better. Right now, their production is even worse than the 2020 season, which Cam Newton was the quarterback to give you an inclination as to how bad things have been this season. And there's a lot of discussion as to whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Matt Patricia. There's plenty of blame to go around. These guys need to figure it out. There's a lot of good football players on that offense. And uh, to see them not having success, to see them limited the way they were in the Bills game, is obviously extremely frustrating for all involved. So they're 6-6. Six and six. There's a lot of doom and gloom, but the season is not over. Patriots do need to have success, though, down the stretch of this year, and they have to face some high-quality teams. However, that's not until a little bit later. They go on the road to face the Cardinals. Then it's to the Raiders. Uh, so those are two winnable games. Then it's a must-win game against the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the teams they're going to be fighting with for that final playoff spot. The Dolphins come in, Miami, you know, in Foxborough on New Year's Day. That may not be a good scenario for the Dolphins weather-wise. And then they go back to Buffalo, and the way they've played against the Bills, the last thing you want is for that game to mean anything in terms of getting into the postseason. So really, realistically, the Patriots need to win the next four games and they've not really shown this season that is something that they're necessarily capable of doing a couple teams that are capable of winning four plus games that would be the boston bruins and the boston celtics celtics were in action last night against the miami heat and the big news prior to the game was al horford signing a two-year contract extension that would have him in a celtics uniform till he's 39 years of age and horford one of the key aspects of this celtics team I talked with Al Horford at the Arback Center. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I really did, uh, you know, want to be a part of what we have going here. I felt like, uh, you know, me coming back here last year, um, I felt the strides that the group started to make, and we've continued to make strides in, in, the, in the right direction. Um, you know, guys, uh, I feel like there's there's a real purpose of, of trying to win, and the group that we have is a, it's just a really good group. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy and 
and and we know we have a lot of work ahead. But um, but this is this type of stability. It's 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 hard to find. What did, do you think this sends a message too about what this team wants to be kind of beyond this year and setting the, the pathway for the future? I think so. I, I think you know um, you know we. Uh, I, f- I feel like we're building something really special here, and um, and and, uh, and it's something that uh, that, that I, I just you know I want to be a part of it, and, and it's uh, you know the reason you know kind of why I came here in the first place, and everything's coming together now. Did you envision yourself playing you know this long into career at a at a high level? Did you kind of look at the load management type of stuff, and even early on with it with the Hawks? Uh, well, coming into the league, no, I didn't think I was going to play this long. Uh, but then, as, as I started to go along, um, you know, I felt like I was going to have, you know, an opportunity. Uh, you know, if I took care of myself, uh, you know, to play for a long time, and uh, and always, not not, o- not only staying healthy, but always finding ways to to impact winning and uh, and trying to stay relevant as best that I can. Now, injuries can obviously play a key role and derail, particularly an NBA season, which is so based on star power. But I have great difficulty seeing what NBA team has anything for the Boston Celtics this year. Seriously. I mean, who in the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, is going to beat this team in a seven-game series? Celtics are special on the offensive side of things. Still push themselves to be better on the defensive side of things. But who is going to beat this group? Now, the NHL, that's a little bit different because there's a lot of quality teams in the National Hockey League. But the best team so far is the Boston Bruins. Bruins are 19-3, 38 points. They have outscored the opposition by 40 goals so far this season. One of the big reasons for the success is Hampus Lindholm, who is tremendous on the back end. He is second in the National Hockey League in plus-minus. Hampus, number two in the NHL in plus-minus. Is that a big stat to you, or is it just a stat? Yeah, I, I haven't really paid that much attention to it. I just try to play, and I know if I if I play my game over 60 minutes and try to be focus every shift to, to do, do something good, it kind of go out there and have some kind of impact every shift. I know it's going to be a, be a good night for me and the team, hopefully. So that's that's kind of like my mindset. And then I think those those other stats, they're, they're not really something that I, I pay attention to myself personally. If you look at this team, depth is obviously a big key as to why you guys are so good this year. How big is the key, how big of a key is it to have the depth that you got at the back end, having basically two number one defensemen in you and Chucky and allow for, you know, obviously other guys to fill? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think, I think we have so many guys that can play any role here and some really skilled players in this team and it's, I think it's just challenge everyone to, to play their best every night and that's that, that's fun coming into practice too like have that challenge finally what's special about this group what what is the potential of the group and what do you find special about it? I think special like everyone everyone respects each other everyone holds each other accountable and it's when you go out there like people want to get better like we, we haven't done anything this year so it's like you have to get better each day and it's it's a process and that's that's how I look at me personally and that's how we look at as a team as well we each each day is a challenge and we want to race to it and they get better I think you could certainly make the argument that Hampus Lindholm is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. You also make a very strong argument that Linus Allmark is the number one goalie in the National Hockey League. Certain statistically, he is there. Save percentage, 935. He is 13-1, and a goals allowed average of only two per game. I sat down with Linus Allmark inside the Bruins dressing room. Linus, in your view, what's been so special about this group to date? Why is this team as good as it is? 
I think it comes down to, you know, the, the culture that <clears throat> the Bruins had for a lot of years, and it's just carried over to the younger players. And, uh, you know, we have a fantastic leadership group with Bergie, Marsh, you know, Flig, all those guys, and it just kind of carries how they carry themselves every day, and it makes us become better persons, better players every single day. And, you know, I, I think uh, those guys have the biggest impact on where we are right now. It seems like you guys legit have fun, like, every single day. And there's always been the argument, like, what comes first? The winning equals the fun, or does the fun equal the winning? For this group, like, what do you find is the, the driving reason behind why this group gets along so well and has such a good time? I think that everybody is, or I don't think, I know that everybody is a great, great kind of a person. Like, they're, you know, the fun to be around with, uh, it's high ceilings, you know, we can say whatever you want, you can be very up, upfront and honest. Uh, without anyone feeling like they're getting attacked or anything like that. So when you can be honest with each other and really bring, you know, uh, you don't have to pretend. You can be yourself at all times. That's creates this comfortable environment for, for everybody to thrive in. You've certainly been one of the big reasons the team is off to the start. If we could still start, call it a start, it's certainly 22 games in the season. It feels like it's more than a start, but you've been one of the big reasons for that. What's been going well you know, for you? It seems like you're seeing the puck well, good lanes, and, and feeling comfortable. It comes back to the teams or teammates again because they're making it a lot easier for me as a, as a, as a goaltender. You know, whenever there's going to be some breakdowns, obviously you always play against the best every night. But we're keeping it to, to a minimum. And if you can always win the scoring chances or, you know, chances against, you know you're uh, doing a lot of good things defensively-wise, but also good things offensively-wise. And the more you have the puck, the more you control the game. And I think that's what's become one of the reasons why it's been going so well for us this year is that we have been able to win a lot of different hockey games as well. A lot of goaltenders will talk about it's not you know the flashy saves that you make, it's the big saves you make at the, the big moments. And so what does that mean to you, like making sure that you know if it's a two-on-one breakaway, your team has just scored, you're making sure that you get the state save in that stop. How does that play out from a goaltender's perspective? I think it plays out in different kind of situations. You can have a two-on-one where <clears throat> no, they get a shot off net, they make a save. Yes, everybody sees that and think there's a big save, whatever. Um, but then also you have the same situation where it's a 2-1 and, and it's a breakup by the demon. Like, no one really cares about that. But you have to pay attention that there's a lot of times when our demons have been able to, you know, kill the play before the, the puck even hits the net. And it's not about you know, making all those big saves or all the routine saves or whatever it is. It's just making the next save. You never know which save is going to be a big save, you know. Um, so if you keep that mindset, every save could be a big save. The relationship that you have with uh, Jeremy Swayman is one that a lot of folks will point to and say that's like the optimal team relationship right there. Two guys that are rooting for each other, that like one another in a situation where they could be competitive. Like, What's clicked with you guys is just your personality. Like, it seems like you're genuinely rooting for the other person despite what could be a competition. Sway, it's going to be up front here. I love you. I love you. Perfect. That's your answer. And the final, the final thing, um, when you look at you know, this, I appreciate you. That's the most important. You got to appreciate it before you can have love. Um, when you look at you know this team and what you've been able to do early on in the season, is there a feeling like you guys are still growing and you're still getting better? 
I mean, look at Berge. He's had 20 years in the league and he still continues to become better. So I think that everybody has an extra level inside of them. And, and it's been fun seeing some of the guys blossom and having career years for so far. Um, it's, it's a long season, obviously. But there's a lot of professionals in this team as well, and we just hope to keep it going for uh, 82 games and then uh, into the postseason. That's Linus Allmark of the Bruins with a, a little assist there from Jeremy Swayman. This is the Press Pass. I'm Chris Ryan.